love Quebec. We love the multicultural society of Quebec. On veut que la culture et la langue française est protégée. Because it's beautiful to be able to provide service. That's what it sounded like last week during a media conference in Montreal, when mayors representing 23 cities and towns announced they're launching a court challenge to some of Quebec's new language laws. The new rules are part of Bill 96, the law designated to protect the use of French, which the nationalist government and Quebec Premier François Legault feels is under threat. And while the legislation passed a year ago, some of the regulations are coming into effect only on June 1st of this year. These 23 municipalities who joined the lawsuit are all considered officially bilingual, for now. So that means while they're legally still allowed to offer services in both French and English because they have large enough English-speaking populations, their status is at risk if the number of English speakers drops, and once that's lost, it can't be regained. Also, unless the courts suspend the new rules, these cities and towns say they'll have to do things like make sure their staff issues contracts to suppliers that are in French only. They'll have to be forced to discipline workers if inspectors receive complaints that they're working in anything except French, even if all the employees are English speakers. They also worry they'll be required to open their offices up to language inspectors who can conduct raids and seize confidential documents and even look inside cell phones. And then there's the risk the province will withhold millions in financial help to build roads and other badly needed infrastructure. You want to protect the French language, come up with positive initiatives and and education, not punitive identity politics. That just doesn't make people feel welcome. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is What Jewish Canada Sounds Like for Tuesday, June the 13th, 2023. Welcome to the CJN Daily, a podcast of the Canadian Jewish News, and we're sponsored by Metropia. The news conference to unveil the legal challenge was held on Wednesday at Cote St. Luke's City Hall. And joining them in the lawsuit are other areas with sizable Anglo and also Jewish populations, such as Dollard, Westmount and Montreal West. Now, Cote St. Luke took the lead on the lawsuit. And in fact, the suburbs already attracted lots of attention for the way it introduced the challenge by trolling the new government rules. It all started when the city of Montreal's phone service and website started restricting access to services for English speakers. Here's some of what that sounded like. Bienvenue à la ville de Montréal. Pour le service en français, faites le 1. For service in English, press 2. In accordance with the charter of the French language, we will be pleased to provide service in English. If you attest in good faith that you are covered by one of the following exceptions. If you are a person declared eligible to receive English education. If you are an indigenous person. If you are a recently arrived immigrant residing in Quebec for less than six months, if you are calling from outside of Quebec, or if you corresponded solely in English with the city of Montreal prior to May 13, 2021. If you are this in good faith, please press 2. Otherwise, please press 1. So that was the city of Montreal's recording. And now have a listen to Code St. Luke's cheeky response message that it added to its automated telephone answering service. If you'd like service in English, press 2. Oh, and by the way, you don't need to show us your grade 3 report card or your family tree going back 10 generations. And you don't have to think you promise anything. This is the city of Code St. Luke. And that's how we roll. 
So to learn more about the latest lawsuit and what life is like in Quebec under the new regulations, we're joined by the mayor of Côte-Saint-Luc, Mitchell Brownstein. Thanks for having me. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about that voice recording and how that whole thing got done. Okay, so uh, so people started calling this uh, past week uh, different numbers, the 311 number in Montreal and got a voicemail saying you need to either be Indigenous, uh, Historic Anglo, or um, be under one of the categories that would allow you to provide service in English. And if so, you could push two. Otherwise, push one for French. And you needed to do an attestation that you have the right to that service. So, you know, my wife called the License Bureau and got that message too. And everybody was getting that message and really annoyed Anglophones. And it didn't make a lot of sense. And it certainly doesn't protect the French language. It's just an annoyance that alienates people and makes the Anglophone community feel not welcome. So we were thinking, hey, we were allowed to provide uh, services in English and French, and we can we should put that on our voicemail message. But we came up with a funnier way of doing it, which got a lot of um, a lot of coverage in the media because it was sort of a satire on what was going on here. Who wrote it? Our communications director, Daryl Levine. It was actually his idea. He's a very strong federalist and a very strong uh, protector of the English language. And um, yeah, it was it was his idea. You might want to say that this you gave them a zets. Yeah, right? I mean, sometimes you get a little further with humor than you do with the serious steps that we have to take, which we are doing as well, which is an action in the courts. But sometimes you get a little further when you, you know, pinch a nerve and people start thinking, hey, maybe this is a little ridiculous because we don't want, um, you know, just the hardliners to be uh, to realize that this is ridiculous. But we want all, you know, francophones and anglophones alike to realize, hey, maybe this just doesn't make sense. What's being done right now really is an effort by the ruling party, the CAQ, to show French Quebecers that, you know, we're better than those that might want to separate. We're, we're doing more. We're doing better in terms of protecting the French language. But it's just for votes. It's not it's not the way that you can really protect the language. If you want French to flourish in this province, you have to do positive initiatives, more education, um, well, like people when they get to Israel, how they're welcomed and they, before long, they speak Hebrew wherever they come from, right? Okay, speaking about Cote St. Luke specifically, it is not the largest of the uh, municipalities that are bilingual, but it's got a lot of Jewish people, mostly seniors and others. I guess maybe you can help describe who it is that's really impacted by these new changes. Well, everybody's um, concerned. Because it's not only, I mean, it's great that if you live in Cote St. Luke, you'll be able to get services in English and French, but people just don't live in their city. They move out of the border of Cote St. Luke and they need to go to the License Bureau and to the city of Montreal and other places to, to get service. And now they're having a harder time. So, you know, for uh, people that have more limited um, abilities in French and as they're getting older, maybe it's harder for them. They're really concerned. Okay, so you guys put together the coalition of, um, of municipalities, two dozen, to launch this judicial review. But specifically from a municipal government point of view, what would it look like in your in Cotain Luke? What we are contesting, we have a court action of 23 cities in order to fight five main areas of Bill 96 that affect bilingual cities. Uh, and those include communications, having to put our contracts into French only 
And if you make an English translation, it has no legal effect. So there's one city, for example, that's part of our lawsuit, who has um, about 700 residents that are 99% Anglophone. And the person that picks up the, the garbage, the, you know, delivers the mail is Anglophone. Now, all, all the, all the uh, contracts that they have to do with these providers who are Anglophone have to be done in French. And they're 99% Anglophone. It doesn't make sense. There's also the the requirement that every five years when there's a census, we have to pass a resolution to maintain our bilingual status. If we don't do that, we lose it automatically. And what happens if the letter comes in to some small town and it gets misplaced, they don't notice it. This time around, we made an effort in Cote St. Luke of calling all the bilingual cities and making sure, did you pass your resolutions? And some, there was one case where uh, they, the mayor said, I don't know if we ever got that notice. And then they saw it was misfiled. The more serious ones are uh, the illegal search and seizure or the search and seizure of anything they want without notice. So a disgruntled employee can make a complaint to the OQLF officer, inspector, uh, and then the inspector can come into your city and not just look at your documents. They could seize your smartphone, your computer, look into all your intellectual property. And that's more of an inspection than criminal than the police have in a criminal case. It's like, it's unreasonable and it's against the Access to Information Act in Quebec, never mind the charters, to be able to have that level of inspection without warrant, without notice, by an anonymous complaint. So that is really serious. And it doesn't only affect bilingual cities, it affects all cities and businesses. So that's a key one that we hope that is annulled. And the other one that's of great concern is there's the punitive uh, damages that the uh, Bill 96 allows the minister to take away our grants if we're found by an, uh, by an inspection to be in breach of something in Bill 96. And we rely on that money. It's millions and millions of dollars, and we rely on it for our infrastructure and to run our cities. There's also discipline against employees that is required. So... You need to discipline your employees if they don't speak exemplary French. Now, let's say an inspector comes in and determines one of we're not doing that. We could lose grants. I mean, it, it's it's out of control. I don't know if you are you heard you must have heard that on Friday the minister responsible is supposed to be making a statement about their reaction to your lawsuit. Have you you heard about that? Yeah, that will. What be are you hoping he's going to say? Probably what they've said about all the other lawsuits that you know people have the right to go to court. And uh, we'll see what the judge decides. But in the meantime, will they make changes? I'm guessing they're. I'm guessing they might make some changes with with respect to the notice on their websites and their voicemail, because that just is ridiculous. And I think it's going to make them look foolish in the international community. But in terms of the other more serious issues that we're dealing with, I think they'll wait for the courts to decide, unless it's getting really close and their lawyers close to judgment day, and their lawyers are telling them we're going to lose in certain areas, so maybe we should change this. It doesn't look good, but we're going to have to wait and see. Are you having any feedback about these new rules that came into effect and your challenges? I'm getting uh, pretty good feedback from most people, Francophone and Anglophone, um, because, you know, Cote St. Luke is a very welcoming community and we have people of different sexual orientations, religions, and language. And in order to provide the best service to all of them, uh, we want to be able to provide it in their language, English and French, and in other language if we have an employee that can provide it. Now, 
I remember one of our old city managers who was francophone wrote me the other day saying, I'm very proud to have once, francophone, I'm very proud to have once been associated with the city of Kotsay Milk. So it's not only, and that was in respect to, I think, the voicemail message. It's not only anglophones that are, are pleased because I think a lot of people who live in Quebec are not uh, hardliners and are not trying to prove that, you know, for political reasons, most people are, you know, general they want to live together in harmony with others and um, they don't like this division. So if you want people to embrace all that, celebrate it and find ways to encourage people to learn the language and assist them in doing so. Don't expect that an immigrant in six months to learn the language, help him or her to learn that language in the time that it takes and take it step by step. I think, you know, they've done enough in terms of, Immigrants having to go to French school. I mean, if you look at the immigrants that have come here in recent years, in the last 10, 20 years for sure, their children are perfectly bilingual or Frank of French. Their French is perfect, that's for sure. So tell me a bit about the makeup of the language that people of Cote St. Luke's actually are. The numbers in the census say what it's Cote St. Luke is what, 63, 20? Yeah, something like 63% that something use like the that. language. Mother tongue makes it less because that's that's not a very good uh and you know a lot of like you're talking about holocaust survivors whose their first language was yiddish uh for the most part or or whatever it could be all types of different languages depending where they came from that's they still consider themselves anglophone and that's the language they've been using for so many years but yeah the language used in kotsenok is about 63 percent english and just to make sure i understand it's about how many people live in the municipality below 50 percent then it's jeopardized but you guys are 60 whatever so you're okay that's it doesn't right. work like that it's mother tongue so based on their, their census and who speaks mother tongue english we are below 50 percent i forget the exact number i think 47 or something mother tongue they don't ask if you're First language is English. They ask if your mother tongue at birth was English. So if you were born speaking Yiddish, Russian, uh, Ukrainian, that's you're not you're not mother tongue English. <laughs> they changed the wording this last census. Okay, so how does that impact you then? So I didn't realize that. So sixty three doesn't count. Sixty three does not count. That's why forty eight municipalities are below fifty percent mother tongue, and they had to pass re- resolutions in order to maintain their bilingual status. Under Bill 96, bilingual status is grandfathered. So anybody who got it can keep it if they pass a resolution when mother tongue is below 50% every five years when the census comes out. So it's yeah, it doesn't matter. If so the ta- this is taxpayer funded. It wasn't a, a, a philanthropist who donated the money or whatever. No, at this stage, it's all done based on about a less between 50 cents to a dollar of taxes per resident. We're trying to do it on that basis. Now, if it goes on for a long time and goes to the Supreme Court of Canada, we may go to some big donors um, for and, and create a fund. And if you win, you'll get all your costs back. So there you go. We're, we're going to, uh, you know, the reality is you got, this is what's left. Eh? There's about five or six court challenges and there'll probably be more. And this is what we got to do in a free and democratic society. We have to use the courts. We have to all respect the laws that exist today. But we have to change the law with the help of the courts if we're in the right. And that's what all these court cases are about. For their part, Quebec's minister responsible for the French language laws, Jean-François Roberge, told reporters on Friday his government is willing to make some adjustments to the laws or even suspend some of the provisions 
unless the courts force the issue, which is what's happened already with several other court challenges against Bill 96 that have been winding their way through the Quebec judicial system. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia Integrity Community Quality and Customer Care. Today's listener shout-out goes to Melissa Rakin of Toronto. And before we end, just a quick note that you should check out my story on the CJN website. It's a print story about Israel's former Prime Minister, Naftali Bennett, who's set to speak Wednesday in Toronto. But the conditions of our interview were that it was just for a print story, not for broadcast. And he wouldn't tell me why he wanted to keep a lower profile, but now we've probably figured it out. It has to do with some pro-Palestinian groups going to court to have him banned from entering Canada because they say he's a war criminal for how he treated Palestinians. So please read the story. The link is in our show notes. And we'll end the podcast with a little bit of Montreal actor and comedian Nir Gazinski's latest take on the Bill 96 language rules. Thanks for listening to the CJN Daily. Bonjour, hi! Oh, no, Chris, pas de hi. <clears throat> Bonjour. Pour le service en français, faites le 1. Pour l'anglais, for the English, là, yes. ben, send proof you can get the English service, esti, or that you are immigrationing less than six uh, more. Uh, I mean, en tout cas, là, on te transfère automatiquement anyway en français, là.